0: This is the More Than Right Podcast, an independent view of politics and American culture. I'm your host, Steve Lopez. Senile President Joe Biden may be a bit foggy concerning where he is and what he's doing, but he is very clear about one thing. He and his party are at war with the Make America Great Again movement, or MAGA. This is understandable considering the goals of MAGA, which one can glean from its very name. In his Philadelphia speech last Thursday night, Biden said, quote, Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of the republic. But there is no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and that is a threat to this country. Unquote. Biden is right. MAGA is a threat, not to the nation, but to the corrupt, bipartisan cabal entrenched in swampy Washington. Biden proved that point by throwing a bone to his mainstream Republican friends. Quote, now I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans, are mega-Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans." Unquote. These mainstream Republicans include the recently defeated Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming, the retiring Representative Adam Kinzinger, the totish wheeling and dealing Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the intellectualoid never-Trump-Conservative editors at National Review, and the creepy Trump-hating sexual deviates at the Lincoln Project. If Biden nods approvingly at these non-entities, it's because they're irrelevant. But not so Trump and MAGA, the folks who want a return to America's economic and energy dominance. Mr. Biden and his party are actively transforming the United States from a prosperous first world country most Americans are familiar with to a third world armpit of rolling blackouts, high fuel and food costs, a much lower standard of living, and less freedom. Getting back to Biden's speech, the visuals denoted Biden and his party's hatred and fear of MAGA, bathing Philadelphia's Independence Hall in angry, blood-red floodlights, while two U.S. Marines in dress blues stood at the ready behind him. It underscored his remarks of a few days earlier, in which he warned the nation's Second Amendment supporters, Quote, "...if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15." You need something a little more than a gun. Unquote. Biden forgets that one of the most heavily armed totalitarian nations in world history, the Soviet Union, collapsed despite its military might and possessing the largest secret police apparatus of the 20th century. Having lost the support of the Russian people, Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev signed a document in 1991 officially recognizing the disillusion of what President Ronald Reagan correctly called the evil empire. It went out with a whimper, not a bang. This despite having had advanced MiG-29 jet fighters. This despite having over 5,000 nuclear warheads in its arsenal. This despite having denied its people the right to bear arms. Like those disillusioned Russians, MAGA represents the roughly 50% of Americans who have lost faith in their corrupt government, those who wish to restore the government of enumerated and limited powers created by the founders at Independence Hall in 1776. The sacred site, besmirched by the visibly angry, frustrated, and deeply unpopular president bathed in sinister red light who entered the Oval Office, under very suspicious circumstances. Appearing on MSNBC, Washington Post columnist Eugene Robinson described Biden's address as a wartime speech. Quote, He framed this as an emergency, as something that we as a nation need to bond together to stop and to reverse, and to return our democratic principles and our democratic practices. And to me, it was an urgent wartime address. Unquote. The big crisis, you see, is over the emergence of a bona fide opposition movement to authoritarian Democrats and their weak, submissive enablers in the GOP's leadership, the straw men who give legitimacy to our corrupt one party state that poses as a two party system. This soul crushing corruption is what President Joe Biden and journalist Eugene Robinson call democracy, a fetid cesspool over which they'll wage war to preserve. This explains the crimson horror film lighting, the silent and menacing white-gloved Marine sentries, the talk of domestic enemies and of civil war at the very birthplace of America, Independence Hall. Both men know this corruption cannot stand. A fraud extremely vulnerable to a movement comprised of decent, normal, and independent Americans of all races, creeds, and conditions, those Americans forgotten by both political parties. Those who see the FBI's relentless pursuit of Donald Trump since his 2016 campaign for president as an example of what awaits them in the days, months, and years to come. A war against the independent, outsider, mega-enemies of rigged, police-state democracy. But as the late Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev discovered, much to his dismay, a police-state's hold on power is very, very tenuous, once a long-suffering people lose their fear and, more importantly, their patience. You might not know the name Timothy Tebow, but it's likely to pop up often sometime in the new year. You see, that's when Republicans take control of Congress. It's also when hearings will begin concerning the contents of the laptop-computer once belonging to the son of President Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Of particular interest will be the FBI's efforts to stall its investigation of said laptop and mischaracterize its contents as the product of Russian disinformation. On Friday, August 26th, Just the News reported several eyewitnesses observed three agents escorting Tebow, the FBI's Washington field office assistant special agent in charge, from the Bureau's J. Edgar Hoover building in the nation's capital. Tebow resigned, some say he was sacked, and literally shown the door. The FBI is clearly fearful upcoming congressional oversight hearings into America's Gestapo will lead to embarrassing revelations proving the FBI influenced the 2020 presidential election in favor of Joe Biden by slow-walking Hunter Biden's laptop investigation, which it opened way back in December of 2019. When the New York Post broke the bombshell story a month before the 2020 presidential election, big tech companies Facebook and Twitter censored it by claiming the laptop's contents were hacked, thus violating Hunter's digital privacy. Then, the FBI leaked a briefing it had with Republican senators regarding the now discredited claim the Hunter-Biden story was Russian disinformation which, a dishonest media, repeated as though true. As Senator Charles Grassley wrote in his letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray, quote, Simply put, the unnecessary FBI briefing provided the Democrats and the liberal media a vehicle to spread their false narrative that our work advanced Russian disinformation. Although you stated that the FBI didn't intend to interfere in our investigation, the practical effect of such an unnecessary briefing, and the subsequent leaks relating to it, created interference, which frustrated and obstructed congressional oversight efforts, unquote. You see, in our democracy, the FBI tail wags the dog of so-called elective government. As Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer famously told MSNBC, quote, let me tell you, You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. And take notice the deep state has never leaked disinformation about its compliant congressional minions, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Come to think of it, U.S. intelligence has been especially kind to mainstream Republican Senators Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and the late John McCain. You see, the quietly ousted FBI minion, Timothy Tebow, has taken one for both teams, Team Biden and Team Deep State. That concludes this edition of the More Than Right Podcast. Should you wish to leave a comment, you can reach us at morethanrightpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast... Please give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. It will help promote the podcast and be much appreciated. Until next time, this is Steve Lopez.